0: everybody i'm nicole of on the fives and yes i know today is not on the five but i'm so excited because today is actually the 25th anniversary of the first time that a podcast talked about star wars that's right 25 years ago jedi talk did a star wars podcast and the rest as you say is history so today it is a wonderful day. I've been celebrating other content creators and podcasters by listening to everybody's uh, stuff. And I'm just so excited because now it's back back to my time. And I'm excited because tonight we have so much fun. But real quick, I just want to take care of a couple of housekeeping things. Again, I'm Nicole on the five in conjunction with the Red Five Reading Book Club. That's part of the Red Five Network because we are Red 5, uh, of course, inspired by Luke Skywalker himself, uh, and I'm just so excited because tonight is going to, again, going to be really, really awesome. Uh, first, I want to also thank everybody for coming into the chat. I see you, Baldo and Megan uh, and so many other wonderful people, so thank you for dropping in. I guess it is a good time for me to bring out my uh, special guest co-host, Mr. Rowe of of Scuttlebutt.
1: What's up, everybody? Nicole, I just want to commend you. You have been doing fantastic on these On the Fives. And, um, you know, I let you uh, go solo last couple of times, and you've been doing fantastic. Your training wheels are off. What's up, Megan? Oh Who else is in the chat?
0: I see Isaac.
1: Very nice. Well Very done. nice.
0: Nicholas, back here. Tardis, he had a really good um, uh, podcast today. I yes. see 10 Tonnes. Hello, welcome cuz I've never okay. seen that
1: name before so welcome. Same, same. And uh just a reminder, we are simulcasting on both Scarf uh the Scarif channel and the Red Five Network channel. Um more eyes, more fun. So, absolutely. We have uh we have a nice night lined up.
0: Oh my gosh. It is been its it has been such a good day. It has just been. Happy Happy
1: Star Wars podcast day 2024.
0: Yes. I know, Happy Star Wars podcast day. This is my second year. Is it? And it is my second year you. being involved with Star Wars Podcast Day. It is the fourth year of this non official, official Star Wars Podcast Day. So I'm just really excited. I love that. Thank you to Daniel. He he's the one who's running this. I think it's wonderful that he's celebrating content creators and Star Wars and bringing community together. I think that's really important. I absolutely.
1: Awesome. Yeah. So. Absolutely. I think it's our third time here at the Scare of Podcast uh, doing Star Wars. Yeah. I would have to go back and check all the graphics that I've done over the years, because I'm sure it's it's been three.
0: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It is so, it's just wonderful. And I'm just really excited for it all. So. Absolutely. And tonight, of course, is very extra special because, again, On the Fives is in conjunction with the Red Five reading. And we've been reading uh, Heir to the Empire, currently The Dark Force Rising, which has been Awesome uh and recently i also did a holiday content and mr isaac won something very special and and i gave him the news like uh by the way the the person that you know autographed your book is coming on the show and i let him know that so isaac gets to see uh well gets to hear uh the author that we're going to be bringing in here in just a moment uh but i'm i'm just very grateful um to, to him and to everybody that's here because um you know reading is very special to me and you know doing on the fives was about getting to know other red five content creators it was getting to know other people and, and nerding out over books and over the different things that they love so I just really really am, am grateful and appreciative because it's there's just a new type of love that I'm like yeah it gets a nerd out on like I was already nerding out about books but you know now it's like on another level.
1: Well, I, again, I just want to commend you, you know, besides the, uh, on the fives video stuff, you've been doing fantastic on, uh, <laughs> on the book club. So, uh, I'm really proud of you.
0: Sorry. That's funny. <laughs> maybe,
1: maybe, maybe he licked it too.
0: <laughs> what, what oh, happened? don't get started with that. No, 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 no. <laughs>
1: oh, Isaac, um, Isaac. I'm I sure he touched it.
0: Hilarious. Yeah. Um, before we begin, one more thing I want to add in because On the Fives, again, is doing something special today. But on the 15th, we're doing something special again. We're doing On the Fives live stream. Yes, again, I know you guys are going to start getting used to this. We're going to be doing a the book review for Dark Force Rising. So
1: It's that time again, huh?
0: I know already. It's been so awesome. It's so great. And I just love it. I love getting to talk to others about all these wonderful characters. And I'm excited because... We have a special author, Adam Bray, in the house, and of course, he has wrote reference books and stuff for Star Wars, Marvel. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's wrote for National Geographic, and so I'm excited to even give maybe pick his brain a little bit on all things books and nerds and that yeah so i mean when
1: you uh when you put the national geographics uh comment in the in the chat when we were planning this it's funny because every time i think of national geographics i want to go we'll ask adam if uh if that uh, song has been burned into his brain but before we bring him in obviously we we're celebrating we're also celebrating star wars podcast day 1999 uh, when the phantom menace opened and uh this year is 25 years. Can you believe it? 25 years. You weren't even born yet. You were as old as as little baby Grogu back there, weren't you? Uh
0: little youngin? Um <laughs> I was uh I might have been either a padawan or a youngling.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, anybody I was going to I was going to ask you, where but, were you in
0: 1999? Um um I was probably a preteen or a teenager.
1: Okay, okay. No.
0: Sure. I mean, if anybody watched "Use and Abuse," where I'm a co-host on, they 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 know that I celebrate a very specific movie from Star Wars for a very specific reason.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: No, you know. You know. <laughs> Take that, Nicole. What? Take what out? Take out my baby? No, 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 no. We're not doing little that. Grovel, little girl. Little girl. Oh, I hope you do join us soon, Nicholas. That yes. would be wonderful. That would be wonderful. Um, but I want to do a real quick show and tell as we bring in our guest. Oh, wait. Did you, you were saying about Phantom Menace?
1: Yes. I mean, (laughs) again, just 20, 25 years. It's hard to believe. Um, Uh I was in Los Angeles. I went to go see it in uh, at the Grauman's Chinese Theater in in L.A. And uh, I spent the night outside with other fans waiting in line for like two nights. It it was fantastic. It was one of the most um, one of the most fun events that I have been involved with. Um, and and, I always, I love telling the story at three in the morning on the first night, there was a blue minivan that pulled up to our, to the, to the line. Um, and a whole bunch of, uh, Star Trek Trekkie fans came out and started heckling us, uh, Star Wars fans. And this is one guy that was dressed up as uh Mr. Spock in the blue outfit came out and flipped us off and said, Yoda was a puppet. And we're like, yeah, but uh, a lot of fun. And you didn't uh, heckle
0: him back and be like, "I'm a Trekkie too." (laughs) Like you're both.
1: I mean, I was at uh, I was at peak efficiency as a Star Wars fan back in 1999. It's uh, you know, I'm going to drop an episode back or in May. Um, We're going to be talking about the hype of uh, Episode (laughs) One. It was probably the most hyped movie of all time, if I dare to say that. But absolutely, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, I cannot wait. It's going to be fun celebrating Phantom Menace. Yes. And I'm excited because I know that we talked about uh, uh Abuse doing music this morning. And that's because this when we did Houston and Abuse did our podcast this morning, uh, S- Scott mentioned Phantom Menace and he has a favorite song from there. So I was just like, very Ooh.
1: nice. Cool. <laughs> I Can't do, too. To but that. it's hard to
0: pick John Williams, people. OK, right. it is the hardest it's like
1: picking your favorite child. It,
0: exactly i mean like, I, you oh. know, you
1: as a parent you know you have one but still you, you should have heard anything. me at
0: number two <laughs> number two i think i had four or five <laughs> it was, i couldn't do it i couldn't do it but i have a little show and tell okay because this is also what isaac got but i i kind of got it for myself too. because <laughs> i had to well you'll see why
1: okay okay wait Oh, that's cool. Y'all know I love my Wookiees. Very, very nice. Love it.
0: And of course, our red fiber. Okay. But but this is the essential collection. Okay.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: The Star Wars essential collection. It comes with two really cool. um, This is heavy, just so y'all know. It looks heavy. Oh, it is. Star Wars. The character's encyclopedia. Nice. Oh, I'm looking for your favorite man. Oh, he was right here. He, he was right there.
1: There he goes.
0: I mean, he's behind you, Rob. He's, he's right.
1: He's always watching.
0: Always. And then this one, Star Wars, absolutely everything you needed to know. And it is also autographed by the author that's here tonight, Mr. Edinburgh.
1: Very nice. I know
0: it's so awesome. I know it's awesome.
1: Where'd you get that? What? Where'd you get that?
0: Oh, we're definitely going to be talking about that because Adam is awesome. Adam is—he's a very personal. So, what I have liked about Adam is I've followed him for a long while on on from Peace Love Fandoms, and then now on on Red Five Reading, and I. Just from following him, he's he. If he's very personal, he's very kind, and yeah. he he. If you order straight through him, he will autograph, and yeah, you get books from him. I know very it's nice. awesome, and that's what it's I really awesome. like him. Excellent. Awesome. So,
1: Can I do I just, a quick show and tell too before we bring Adam on?
0: Sure, very quick. Sure. So,
1: I I bought a, a couple of things for our giveaways uh, in February, and I just wanted to share these. And you are going to be so gel gel.
0: I don't know. I've got Grogu behind me. It's um, these. It,
1: they are um earrings, custom earrings from your um, They will look really good on aunt. these. Yes,
0: They look really good on my ears. <laughs> They're little Scarf
1: troopers, and uh, there's Ahsoka.
0: Ahsoka,
1: and speaking, we of need Gro- to get her Ooh. to
0: do the one that's got the um the stormtrooper that's that looks like um, that looks like DJ, and the one that looks like Todd.
1: Yes. <laughs> But we I got little Grogu, Grogu little Grogu earrings. Um, these are going to be part of the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast giveaways in February. Ooh, so, nice. Um, I'll nice. Uh, your weird aunt at the Etsy uh, Etsy shop. She's got I some really her. great stuff. So uh, everybody's got a weird aunt. All right, take All over, right. Nicole. All
0: right. <laughs> uh, you know Here, everybody your knows light died. my light has been dying. <laughs> It has been dying and all of a sudden I don't but then again Alpha Buzz also around right now. Ooh, ooh, hold up, hold up. It is dying. <laughs> of course, of all the times that it's deciding to die. But this podcast will
1: Oh, there you go. It's dead, Jim. It's alive, Jim. Oh, I'm using it's my dead.
0: force. I'm using the there force. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds Maybe good. Maybe we can ask Adam that question too about the force. Yes. That's been your running question. And last night I saw. I missed you last night, bro. I know. I not want to talk about that. That no. being said, um, I did hear, I, I saw, I did hear something he said, um, Mr. Ben Kenobi, you know, also known as everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and it made me think of you because it was about the force. Okay. About the force being around. So I will be Very nice. Good. All right. That being <laughs> said. All right. I think it is time. It is finally time. Um, uh, and welcome real quick. I did see some real quick. He- welcome, Aaron. And welcome, Skywalker's Academy. Wow, this group is getting really awesome. And DJ, which is why I mentioned him, because, oh, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I thought about him, too, last night when the Stormtrooper. Oh, man. I love our 501 first. Okay, enough said, enough said, enough said. <coughs> all right. Talk all night. Shall we? Yes, shall we? Please welcome in very wonderful Adam Bray author of Star Wars reference books and National Geographics and Marvel
2: hey Woo-hoo! thanks for having me on and hello to Isaac I hope you enjoy the book <laughs> yes
0: I know it looks like uh Megan also has this book already she's already like wait how do I get it like that
1: <laughs> <laughs> very nice
0: well uh, welcome in to uh into to uh, the Red 5 YouTube, On the 5s, and Scarab. Uh, again, we're so glad to have you here today. So how Long. have you been?
2: Good, good. I'm I'm enjoying this super warm uh, winter. Uh, most years it's been like 20 and 30 below here in Michigan, but uh, today it's actually uh, was 50 degrees, so it's been oh. great.
0: Mm-hmm. It's Nicole, been... we're,
1: we're going to get that weather uh, in the next day or so.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, we've been getting 40s mm-hmm. and he's not, he's just right above us. And so, right. not that far. <laughs> oh, I think we're going to have, we're going to have an elfie here in a second. That being said. All right, Adam. So, how I do this, I like to have some fun. I like to do what's called this or that. And I like to get to know everybody a little nerdy. So, I'm going to give you a fun five book related questions, just fun, okay. this or that. And I'm excited because as an author, I'm very curious as to where you, what you enjoy. Sure. without further ado let's do a fun round of this or that Um, i'll
1: do the jingle this or that
0: (laughs) (laughs) would you rather read a fantasy novel or a thriller
2: uh gosh it it might depend on uh, what it is but i'll go with fantasy okay
0: would you rather read a uh, book about a hero or a villain
2: uh hero
0: okay i have a running joke now at this point because <laughs> Ro know, was right. my <laughs> first guest and anybody that is pretty much villain their team bro
1: <laughs> i might have a little uh favoritism towards the dark lord of the sith there if you noticed <laughs> but yes <laughs> <laughs>
0: So now it's become like I kind of have to add that question in every time because I just think it's hilarious and fun. Sure. Now. Okay. Don't hate me. Okay. Middle Earth or Narnia?
2: Oh, that's a good one. Ooh, that's hard. Um, probably Middle Earth.
0: Okay. Awesome. <laughs> I don't know why Ubaldo would think that. Okay. Next question. Hogwarts? Or would you rather go to a galaxy far, far away?
2: Oh, a galaxy far, far away.
0: Okay. Last question. Starting with galaxy far, far away, or would you rather go somewhere in the Marvel Universe?
2: Mm. Um, I'd say galaxy far, far away.
0: There we go. Um, I have a very important question. Are Porgs friends or food?
2: <laughs>
0: i'm starting a little um, early on these questions but this one just popped in and it's just a fun one that everyone enjoys mm-hmm. usually
2: i my i'd say uh why not both <laughs>
0: <laughs> smart very smart
2: <laughs> too funny
0: very wise
2: <laughs> yeah you can eat your they, friends they look pretty tasty when Chewie was uh, cooking them up there
1: right yeah <laughs> Megan megan orange (laughs) porg pizza Mm.
0: (laughs) another running Uh. joke within our chats (laughs) is this particular orange chicken pizza (laughs) oh that was fun okay oh skywalker's academy i agree so they're my friends Wonderful. Oh my gosh. Okay. So Adam, we're going to go ahead and get into some bookworm questions. Both Roe and I have both created some, um, but I kind of want to start off first other than the pork question. Um, what kind of books are you interested in? as an author? Do you also enjoy reading?
2: Um, I do, uh, to be honest, um, uh, most of what I read, uh, is uh non-fiction it's um stuff about uh, uh history and uh, politics and travel and adventure and stuff like that um real life real life things um you know but i do i do like uh tolkien and uh, c.s lewis and um you know a little bit of other things here and there
1: do you find that you have to be in a certain mood depending on which book you pick? Like, if you, even if you, um, even if you pick something that is uh, fiction, do you, uh, like, do you have to be in like a certain mood?
2: Um, yeah, at, at least to start it. Um, I, I read whatever I'm, you know, interested in the time, at the time. I don't really have. Like a, a list of books that uh I've gotta work through. Mm-hmm. Um, I know some people do. I think, um long time ago, I decided, oh, maybe that was twenty years ago that I was gonna I had bought all these books and you know, never read them, which I think is some, something all of us do at some point in our lives. Um, I was sure. just yeah. buying, and I filled the whole bookshelf, and I realized, you know, I'm not gonna let myself buy anymore until i read everything that's on the shelf and so i i did do that once but uh after that um yeah i don't i don't get a book unless i'm gonna read it right then and there so and you maybe know that's e- easier in this day with you know amazon and things like that where sure. we can just we can just grab a book when, when we want it it's not like the old days where you know you had to go to a physical store and if you saw something you had to buy it because you might not see it again Mm.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. And you know I, I have a weird thing. Um, and I used to do it with comic books and and records. Um, if I like the cover, I'll buy it. even even <laughs> oh, though I don't yeah. know anything of the story or, or anything like that. I mean I, I did that a lot with comic books because I love uh, sure. you know I love the art um, right. So it's it's just fantastic. And if the story on the inside is is, is good too, then it's uh, kind of a icing on the cake for me. Um, Yeah, it's so uh,
2: disappointing, though, when you buy a a comic book with a really great cover and you realize, oh, the interior is nothing like the cover.
1: Yes. Yeah. And usually it happens a lot. You know, you have uh, certain artists do the cover art and then uh, somebody else do the uh, the interior.
2: Right. And there's nothing worse when you, you know, fall in love with a comic book series, um, particularly because of the artists. And then suddenly they change, change them up and it's, it's an artist. You just don't like their work and, you know, it completely takes you out of it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I have one, one other question before Nicole takes over again. I, when, um when we read, oops, I, he said his internet was a little yeah, spotty. He's so yep. We're, we're, we're good. He's good. So when um I know that sometimes I get bored with a book, but I know like I, I, I I'm, I can easily stop the book and say, you know what I just can't go any further There's some people that are kind of completionist when it comes to reading a book It's like they spent their their time and money to read you know the like the half of it um, and if you find it boring or, or uninteresting they continue to to read it just to have the experience um, which which type of reader are you Adam? Will you quit in the middle if it's not interesting or will you um, soldier on and, and finish up?
2: Um, I've, I've done both. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it really depends, you know, if, if I know objectively that whether I personally like or enjoy the book or not, that it has, um, a certain value, um, like if it was, you know, a great piece of literature, uh, that, you know and i'm trying to educate myself you know to to get through it you know so, so you know one of the the greats um or if it's something i i feel like i really should should know you know about about history or something um i may plow through it but then there's other stuff where you know reading it was a novelty to begin with um you know if I, I was reading somebody's biography and you know they're just uh their autobiography and they're a celebrity you know and there's just you know it's not something i have to read i was just reading it for fun if it if it's really boring me then you know i uh, i'm gonna drop it there's no reason to keep going and waste waste that time sure
0: mm-hmm. yeah. you know this is an excellent question Roe brought up because i know we have been talking in our red five network uh Group about this, the same questions, you know, about reading and what keeps us interested, and you know, do you shoulder on, like where uh, I was saying, or do you um, do you stop and quit? And I admit there are a few books that I've I've soldiered on and probably didn't finish the maybe the rest of the series, but there are others, that obviously, obviously, and you can't see behind the camera all the other books that are hiding around my room right now um, that I've read or reread, you know, it also depends on yeah. the mood I'm in, you know, cause sometimes like I just have to listen to music. I have to stop listening to music or binge a TV show. And then I return back to books. So.
2: I think um, in terms of, you know, franchises too, um, there's, you know, it's, it's an important thing to consider when you're looking at something uh, like like star wars or marvel or um you know anything that's like you know ongoing star trek um (laughs) you know uh i can't think of others but i know i know there's plenty of others in in fantasy and sci-fi genres um also the big three yeah i think i think it's important also you know if you're if it's not grabbing you you're you're really not into it um it, don't keep going. Uh, you know, it's uh, you know a, a lot of us uh, approach our fandoms with a completist uh, outlook. Like we we have to you know if we collect action figures as I do, we've got to buy every single action figure. Um, or you know, pe- readers, you know, they've got to read every single novel or every single comic book. You know, they've got to watch every single you know cartoon cartoon, even, you know, stuff that's meant for other, other age groups and stuff. Um, you know, they've, they've got to consume absolutely everything. But, um, the problem with that approach, uh, is that if you consume everything, if you support everything, if you put all your time and money to it, um, you're going to get more of the same. The, the creator's And the owners of that property are not getting any feedback because how you spend your money and your time really is a vote. Um, So it's important to put your money and your time in the things that you enjoy and don't uh, don't feel obligated to, you know, to keep going. If you're you're really not enjoying that thing, because otherwise you're just going to keep getting more of the same of the thing you're not enjoying. So be selective.
1: Mm-hmm. And that I think that is uh that is that is well said um Adam I think um you know there's there's a dialogue in 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 all fandoms uh regarding mediocrity and I think um when it comes to picking what you like and and maybe setting aside some of the other stuff I think it does send a message to big companies I think you know without being um, you know, so-called, you know, loud and obnoxious, I mean, obviously, it's a business. And when when the suits uh, or the upper management realizes that, you know, there's more people spending money over here, then obviously they're either going to say well what's wrong with with this product you know do we have to step it up do we need to quit do we need to bring the quality up you know what what are fans saying and i think the only way like you said i think the only way that people will understand what fans are saying is through the po- pocketbook because like i said we have to remember that movies and franchises and all this stuff it's a business you know there's a bottom line there's uh right. investors there are you know people you know the producers obviously handle the you know the the, the load of creating all that stuff, but um, I think as fans we can't be stifled into um, either accepting or swallowing uh, mediocrity. Right. Uh, yeah, but you know, and obviously that's uh, that's kind of a contentious point. You know, everybody talks about you know you don't love the sequels because uh, whatever. Uh, there's a lot of people that worked hard on the sequels, but that doesn't give me the automatic, you know, reason to love them. I just okay. didn't love sure. like them for, for, for whatever reason. And I think we have to, I think as fans, we have to kind of be uh, truthful with ourselves and with each other um, to really talk about the stuff that we that we enjoy. Um, and, you know, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm not going to talk about something that I don't enjoy. Um, but, right. Again, Adam, that's another podcast that we've <laughs> we're we here to celebrate, but I, 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 but I think, you know, but I think, I think you definitely have a point uh, about that.
0: No, I think this has just been a question that's been on your, as in my brain. And I think it just kind of evolved into its own. It's all yeah, good. sure. <laughs> OK, so question for you, Adam, because uh, I get I know one of the things I do love, and that is when I love something, I use reference books, which is why I got into a lot of your books, you know, because mm-hmm. reference books I love. If I am interested in something, I'm hitting my reference books up just as much as I am my um my regular books, so I have a question for you, uh, in regards to Star Wars. I mean, it's Star Wars podcast day, so I guess it's good to talk about Star Wars a little bit before we talk about a little Marvel or whatever. Um, sure. do you have a favorite place in Star Wars, a setting that you absolutely love and would love to visit?
2: Um, well, uh, growing up, Endor was the big one, uh, that I would always. Always want to go because I loved Ewoks and I love forests yes. and it just was pretty and fun. Um, I don't know, uh, but uh, Naboo is pretty exciting. It's uh, really varied as well. You know, you've got all different kinds of uh, environments and it was really de- well developed in the um, prequel movies. So those might be my top two.
0: Awesome. Now, just curiosity. um <clears throat> Who, do you have like a favorite Star Wars hero that you have wrote about?
2: Um, I don't know. I don't think I have uh, any one specific. Uh, it just kind of varies uh, day by day. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember when I was little, you know, uh, in grade school that um, it was the same like with action figures. Like, uh, you know, this, this action figure might be my favorite one for the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this one might be my favorite one for the next week, and it w- I would just kind of change off. So it's just it's really just whatever's whatever's hitting me.
0: Mm-hmm. Is that the same also with Star Wars villains? I mean, we, I can tell Rose' favorite. We can all see Rose' favorite.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, it's it's a little bit. I think that's more stable, just because there's not as many villains um, mm-hmm. clearly defined. Um, I love Jabba the Hutt uh partly cuz i loved uh, aliens uh and weird creatures okay um as a kid that was one of my favorite things uh, i like darth Maul. um uh i'd say those are probably my top 2 wow that's awesome
1: do you, do you remember um do you remember watching the phantom menace the first time and seeing darth Maul?
2: i do yeah yeah he uh he g- gave me chills uh, <laughs> yeah. really he he appeared in the, I guess he appeared in the trailer first and that, that was the most shocking thing um, because he didn't first, he didn't look like anything we'd seen in star Wars before. And then to have that two bladed lightsaber was such a shock.
1: Yeah. Good stuff.
0: Uh, Yes. So I just have to pick your brain a little bit about this. How did you get into writing and get into writing with star Wars?
2: Yeah, I, um, i was living overseas um in vietnam and i wanted to get into travel writing writing guidebooks um so i made a travel website for the little beach town where i lived um and just you know my free time learning about the town and all all the sites and attractions and things to do and develop this website and uh, travel publishers started seeing it because I kind of had a corner on the market. There weren't a lot of English speakers uh, uh, and writers living uh, over there at the time. So I started getting contacted and asked to do uh, guidebooks. And I did that and did travel writing for um, uh, CNN and Nat Geo and different ones. Um, and one of the travel guide publishers that I did a lot of work for was DK. Uh, of course, um, I knew that they did the star Wars books. Um, so when I came back, decided to come back to the U S. Um, I, I, I actually got in touch with a uh, writer Wyndham, another, uh, star Wars, um, author. And, uh, he told me who to, who to talk to at DK to move into star Wars. Cause it's a, it's a really big uh, multinational company. And even though I was working in the travel section they were far removed from star wars and licensing so got in touch with the editors and uh, star wars george lucas had just sold it to disney at the time so publishing was um about to you know explode and uh, just happened i contacted them at the right time and uh, i they my first book was a book about um for you know young readers book about the the monsters and creatures And I had a background in biology and zoology. So that was a good fit for me. Um, And then my next book was the Star Wars Rebels uh, Guide. And um, uh, John Rinsler, the former executive editor there, um, he was impressed with uh, my background writing for CNN and Nat Geo and different ones. Um, So he felt confident in, you know, putting me on that because it was a, It was a major book at the time, um, and it required me to um, see a lot of advanced uh, material for the TV show. I got to watch episodes, you know, like a year in advance. Um, And, uh, you know, I knew about, uh, you know, Ashley Ahsoka coming back a a year before the public and all of that. Wow. I had access to a lot of this material, which is something Disney doesn't do anymore. They don't let authors see this stuff anymore. Um, so I, I was kind of one of the last ones, one of the last authors to really have that much um, access uh, to things uh, to that extent. So, and then it just went from there. They, uh, they loved my work, so they kept uh, asking me to uh, to write for them. Wonderful that's uh,
0: awesome forgive me i'm like relax my beating heart you said it actually in that was so good, and i just went wow <laughs> <laughs> i love ahsoka no. but i think that is awesome that they let you do that i'm just wondering yeah. why they just they made a reverse change you know because i would just i would think it would be helpful to the author to have I mean, for me, if I'm using your reference books to write an article, like, that's important to have all the facts and things like yeah. that. And so I'm just very curious now why they made that decision to, to reverse it, you know.
2: D- Disney is really weird that way. Um, and some of it doesn't make sense um, because they will give the toy uh, manufacturers, um, especially Lego, Um mm. Uh, Hasbro, some, but especially Lego. They'll, because uh, it takes Lego a long time to um, to uh, to develop. They've got to develop, you know, new pieces and new sculpts for things. And it's, I guess, it's a very complicated and expensive process. So I've heard. Um, so they let them, the toy manufacturers, have access to things. Um, so I've never, I haven't really understood why they don't let um, the the authors have that um it was really it's it was more so e- even more difficult with um working with the uh, marvel studios um because for their visual guide um like I, you know they i couldn't get scripts to movies or even movies that had already come out uh and, and were on home video i they, they wouldn't give me the scripts to them so like uh, i was writing um, sections about Black Panther. And I actually had to go into them because it was playing at the time while I was writing the book. I had to go in the movie theater in the dark and take notes oh, wow. um, on, on the movie. Um, and, you know, of course, you, you can't see your hands when you're, you're writing in a movie theater. so that My notes would be a mess. Um mm. And you know, I would just um, I would just look online for all the interviews I could find with um, the the director uh, Ryan Coogler and um, the the costume uh, designer Ruth Carter um, and different ones, and you know, get my information that way. Um, so there is a bit of uh, there is a bit of uh, scrambling, um, and it's funny. It's actually helpful uh when you're writing a book like that and there are are leaks online um uh, even leaks about toys and things you know because those get widely circulated on twitter and stuff and if you stumble on those you might learn something that's useful for the book you've got to (laughs) write um so it's it's kind of weird um the way it works and i don't think it's um i mean i under i understand the secrecy you know they've had they've been burned on a few things that have gotten out uh for movies and stuff um but on the other hand i I remember seeing
1: i'm sorry i remember seeing the knights of ren as uh as lego figures before the movie came out
2: yeah and that's the thing um all of the leaks that i have seen uh that come out for star wars it 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 is all from the merchandising side that i've seen it's it's from the toys and it's from dis it seems like it's people in the disney marketing and promotional arm you know that that's something that they have uh materials seems to get out but i've Mm -hmm. never seen a leak that has come from um you know an author or a writer uh like that so
1: do you think, do you think the, uh, the, I guess the, um, the policies are, are more stringent on, on that side that, uh, or they're easier or maybe more difficult to, to track down who is leaking that stuff?
2: Um, you know, I don't, I don't know. Um, I, I don't, I don't know if people even get in trouble for, <laughs> for leaking. Um, cause I, I'm just not, not on that side sure. of it um sure. so you know i don't know if people if we'll go to reddit to find gets out caught. yeah and, and there's yeah. some some things i've always wondered in you know with studios you know are some leaks actually are they done on purpose is it kind of right. a um a experiment. Sort of experiment yeah is it uh what's i can't think of the right word but is it kind of a covert uh marketing uh to make sure. it seem more exciting if it if it quote-unquote leaks
1: yeah, I can see that. I can see that happening for sure.
0: Um, so you mentioned that you have lived in Vietnam, which is pretty awesome. Uh, so have you been able to write about Vietnam with like National Geographics? Can you tell us a little bit, uh, give us some insight about that?
2: Yeah, I lived um, in uh, South Central Vietnam on the coast. Um and uh, I I was there on and off for um, about seven years, uh, and then I moved and lived in Cambodia for a year. And um, I uh, I don't know how many exactly how many guidebooks I've worked on. It's it's around fifty or so. Um, and uh, I articles for CNN, National Geographic, BBC um a bunch of airlines magazines around the world and um, like culture and um, lifestyle magazines Um, and uh, most of my work uh, because i was living there and um, i had traveled around um most most of the time i just sit in a cafe at uh, the town where i lived and uh, right from there um, but every once in a while, maybe two or three times a year, um, you know, my budget would allow me, you know, to take some big trips, you know, around the country and either see something I hadn't seen or, or refresh uh, my knowledge. And on weekends, um, you know, I might take, you know, just little little trips, you know, just hop on my motorbike and pick some spot on the map I'd never been and uh, just head out in that direction have a little adventure but i do i do also do like two-week motorbike adventures through the mountains in the countryside and one of my hobbies was trying to find um like undocumented uh, ancient ruins wow. um from you know the ancient cultures there and you know go find villages and try to find um you know minority groups uh that uh, aren't weren't well documented, and you know, learn about their languages and their culture, and try to collect some of their um, their handicrafts that they'd make—baskets uh, and things. So it was it was fun. It was it was better than a National Geographic special, really. in My mm. life was.
1: That's cool. Yeah, that I always. Thing. yeah i always picture writers and and it's good thing that you kind of said that without me prompting you i always picture writers you know in a romantic a romantic sense where they just kind of like you know grab a pen and paper or whatever they write with and just head over to a an exotic coffee house and just sit there you know real you know just relaxing and having a a cup of something exotic uh so i'm glad that that's exactly how it is
2: that well that is for me um there's a lot of writers that don't live in the countries that they uh, write about. And I've never understood that because mm. I, I never got paid enough where I could have lived in Los Angeles and or New York and had, you know, an apartment there and gotten on a plane, you know, and bought a plane ticket to these countries and then travel around like that and then go back and have that the living ex- expense of these big cities in America and get. That's what a lot of, I think that's what most of these uh, guidebook, pub, uh, guidebook writers are doing. And I don't understand how that works because they don't get paid enough money to do that. Um, mm. And it's come out that some of them don't really do the travel. Some of them just pretend. Um, not you know, not everybody. There, there, there are people that do it, but I don't I, know how.
0: I have to admit, I've wrote articles myself and pretend, but they were about Endor. Hot. Right, yeah, yeah, like places yeah. That I had a like I had a dream up, so that's why I would use reference books when I was creating these, you know, the articles I was writing about because I needed to know all the facts and things. But I, just, right. it, it's it is awesome because, like, ugh, it's like, hello, Lucasfilm, hello, Marvel, you have somebody here who knows what he's talking about, yeah, <laughs> <write> scripts. Um,
2: <laughs>
0: we need some strong script writers, I think, anyway, that's yeah. Um, but I think it's really awesome have you been able to use what you have learned like in Vietnam though to also put towards your writing with um, Star Wars and Marvel
2: yeah a little bit um, it gives me uh, uh, a deeper understanding of um, cultures uh, and you know the, the nuances of uh, cultures and, and art Um, and music and um, just, uh, you know, behavior and language and etiquette and just all all those little details and the details of travel, um, you know, food uh, and misadventures, you know, having having experienced so many times when things go terribly wrong uh, when I'm traveling, um, all those, all that experience. Um, experiencing all the little details helps me, informs me to uh, describe things in a realistic way and invent um, new details uh, in a realistic way. Um, and uh, I think, um, you know, for, for example, you know, I, well, I wish, I wish they had more of that uh, people working in, in things like star Wars with that experience. Um, I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, something that kind of irked me, uh, was, uh, in, um, I forget which movie in the, the sequels where Luke goes in and has the, the ancient Jedi texts and, um, he's got conventional books, you know, put together the way that, um, our books are put together, you know, and, it's just there's so many ancient cultures that have made books in other forms, you know, um, you know, there's there's different kinds of scrolls and different kinds of tablets um, and writing on stone. Um, there's uh, there were books that uh, ancient books in Vietnam where they would um, uh, the best way I could describe them is they look like Venetian blinds, you know, they're mm. these these flat that are um, put together with strings, and you you pull them apart, and each slat has writing on it. Um, but there are so many other ways you could they could have done uh, an ancient book, um, and it just kind of lacked creativity, and I think just lacked an understanding of you know world cultures. Um, but I think you can get real creative if you have that if you have that knowledge and experience. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and I think that's uh, that's where George Lucas's um, attention to detail really came in handy with with movies. I think you know, as a world builder, he, I, I you know, I, I don't think I'm wrong in saying that he thought of little details like this, uh, in order right. to make it believable, in order to make it seem like you know this particular artifact came from that world. And I think, um, I think you're right. Uh, I never right. thought of that. Um, you know, it's you know some people might say it's nitpicky but i think those are the little details that make this universe so so rich
2: yeah i i agree um the uh the for instance the costumes in um the prequels uh padme all of padme's many costumes um a lot of which you know were based on real world uh costumes mm-hmm. the costumes and the makeup um, incredible, incredible attention to detail. Um, it was one of the best parts of that trilogy. Were Padme's costumes, and I'm not a wardrobe guy. Um, oh yeah, they're, oh. they're gr- great. Awesome. Um, they good yeah, um, but yeah, and unfortunately, I, I just don't think that level of detail was in um, the sequels, uh, certainly not in the costumes. Mm.
1: It's a shame, yeah, it's it's a shame too because you know, again, getting back to the point that these movies are are our product um and you know Disney just shelled like what uh for almost four and a half billion dollars worth of of revenue for them. <clears throat> you know, it's understandable that um that they wanted to rush to get a product out to get their money's worth. Um, uh, it's it's unfortunate that uh, you know maybe they didn't push back and then maybe plan, Plan that out a little bit better, um, but I don't know. I, I'm going. I'm I'm going down a rabbit hole. Nicole, <laughs> stop me, please. Stop I me. will
0: stop you. I when, actually. When have anybody
1: problems. mentions the sequels, I get into a mood.
0: It's true, and usually I'm the one who's going down the rabbit hole, going into Wonderland. But that being said, I I, I just had like a moment, okay? Because this morning, used and abused, we were talking about how John Williams is pretty much like the most legendary, iconic. Living in time composer, like as if we're talking yeah. about Beethoven and Mozart. And I just had a moment, bro. You were mentioning how, you know, George Lucas created this world and all this stuff. And then all of a sudden my brain went C.S. Lewis and Tolkien. And I went, oh, my gosh, I'm having a moment like I had this morning, like where I'm like, oh, we actually have a living legend like among us and we get to live during this time. And how awesome is that? Yeah, I think that is, awesome. is cool um yeah I we know, go ahead
2: no we shouldn't take them for granted
0: Mm-mm, a- no, appreciate absolutely.
2: people while you got them
0: yeah yeah, absolutely, absolutely. i want to uh get this question from megan in the chat for you she says are there any funny traveling mishaps Break breakdown at just the right wrong moment any anything
2: <laughs> oh yeah um <laughs> i it's a constant uh mishap um Well, I'm trying to, trying to think of something. Um, you know, I, I got sick a lot. Uh, those, those stories (laughs) aren't the nicest stories. Um, you know, I've, I was robbed a few times. Um, I, uh, Oh, I, I had quite a, quite a mishap, uh, once where I was, um, Oh, I don't even know if I should get into that because it's so complicated. Um, (laughs) But, you know, I've, I've, (laughs) some of these are really long, complicated stories. Uh, But, you know, I've, I've eaten a lot of uh, crazy things. Um, What's the greatest thing you've ever eaten? um, Oh, there's so many. I've eaten uh, tarantulas, uh, scorpions, um, silkworms. (sighs) Uh the eaten dog. Um I, I ate something once. I think it was a porcupine, but I'm not sure. No wonder um,
0: your answer was about porks.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I uh it's funny, uh one of my friends um took me to a uh his his relative's house and uh j- for the afternoon, way out in the middle of nowhere, um, and just dropped me off and disappeared. And uh, I didn't know what to do, so I just hung out with those people. I didn't even know them um, in their little shack. And uh, they brought out lunch, and it was all these disgusting uh, sea creatures that live on the bottom of the sea, you know, underneath the, the rocks and coral and stuff. And it was like the little crabs with all the hair that, that grow on them and just little things with with spines and suckers and stuff I didn't even know what they were. I'd never seen them before you know and I've got a zoology background and I didn't know what these creatures were um yeah. and some of them stunk you know they they just smelled kind of putrid like something at the bottom of a pond um but you know, <laughs> yeah it, it was awful and so I was being polite and eating them. And uh, my friend finally came back and he he looked at it and he said, oh, you're so stupid. Why did you eat that? I would never eat that. <laughs> like, well, what? How was I supposed to know? You just just left me there. And I'm trying to be polite with these poor people <laughs> and eat what they serve. And yeah, it made me sick to my stomach.
0: Wow. <laughs> Well, that definitely lends you your lends you to, uh, to to definitely doing Star Wars and all that stuff, like getting all those little details in there. Um, oh yeah! Have you ever thought about? I know you have wrote guidebooks and reference books. Have you ever thought about writing and just a novel?
2: Um. Yeah, I would like to. Uh, what's it? What's on that your wish, wish list? list? Yeah. Oh, well, I I've got a lot of things on my wish list. Um. If I was writing a novel though it would not be uh, Star Wars or Marvel it would be something of my own. Okay. Uh, my own ideas. Who's a character in Star
1: Wars that you would like to kind of tackle a novel with?
0: Oh, good question.
2: Um I don't know. Um not I I would prefer not uh, not the big ones. Um you know, just uh, give me some, give me an Ewok village or uh, a, a, a family, you know, a tribe of Jawas or yeah. um, the, the little Alina reptile uh, creatures from the Phantom Menace. One of them was one of the pod racers, um, you know, give me something small and obscure and I'll, I'll tell an adventure, uh, you know, heartwarming adventure about that and i'll kind of form my own characters out of that
1: that would be cool Ma- maybe be
0: awesome.
1: <laughs> maybe the guy holding the ice cream maker in the empire strikes back
2: yeah yeah <laughs> well see that's, that's one of the that's things. The
0: comic book version bro the comic book version.
2: <laughs> that's one of the things where i think disney's kind of had a misstep um and is, is kind of dropped the ball a little bit is um when disney acquired this you know one of my first thoughts was well gosh the first thing i'd do is i'd have pixar um do some animated movies about you know jawas or something you know have something really heartwarming kind of like a wally sort of a a feel to it um you know and and tell those kind of stories with you know the, the small overlooked characters um and i don't know why they haven't done something like that um the you know the Bad Batch and Clone Wars is great, but um, they ha- we haven't broken any uh, new ground in the kinds of stories that we're telling. We're just telling continuations of the same ones, and they're great, but we're not we're not really doing anything new from a creative standpoint. Um, you know, and, I-
1: and it, yeah, and I think I think uh, I think you're right, but I think um, and this has this is only um, this is not Lucasfilm. Per se, but I think you know Star Wars Visions, the second season in particular, is phenomenal. But I think something like a Star Wars Visions um, kind of goes in that vein. You've got characters that are, you know, not main characters, but characters within that universe that are that they've uh, that these foreign studios have told stories in the Star Wars um, uh, universe. Um, have you uh, have you seen any of the Star Wars uh, Visions, Adam?
2: Um, I saw the first. Couple of them, and to be honest, they they weren't my cup of tea.
1: The second season is phenomenal. I I liked that, the second Yeah, I I didn't connect too much with the first season for whatever reason, but the second season, oh my god, it uh, it's it starts strong and it just keeps going.
2: Okay, yeah, I'll I would recommend them it. Out then, yeah,
0: I'm that excited.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm, I'm in agreement with you Baldo. I'm like yes I wanted more on you I'm um, broom, <laughs> they, they, broom boy they they <laughs> they they dropped the ball on that one <laughs> I was so excited for that I know you in sequels but this was something I liked I was like because that gives us something <laughs> fresh and brand new that we hadn't seen before
2: well maybe and, he's gone to Hogwarts yeah
0: that's a possibility <laughs> right <laughs> possibilities
1: <laughs> i should find that actor now and see if he would come on the show and just talk about his experience that would be interesting yeah mm-hmm. and
0: then I you know
1: I, I i didn't realize that jake lloyd um jake lloyd went to columbia college here in chicago oh Did he? yeah cool. i didn't, I didn't yeah. know that. me neither hmm. i was okay. yesterday years old when i found out <laughs>
0: I am today years old when I found out.
1: <laughs> My, uh, our, our friend Nick from the Nickflix podcast uh, mentioned that, and I'm like, I had to do a Google search. I'm like, oh, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. That is awesome. Hmm. I, hadn't, I didn't know that. So... Oh my God, this has been so much fun. I can't believe it's already been almost an hour.
1: <laughs> you know, it's funny. Every time I do these shows and I talk to people and, and uh, you know, we, we have a, a nice little get together, some wonderful people in the chat. Um, it goes so fast. And then I look up and I'm like 58 minutes. There's no way. Lightspeed. Lightspeed. Yeah. It's-
0: just like lightspeed um so i want to know a couple quick questions i want to really uh let everyone get to know you a little bit more uh so i have been again i follow you so i already know where i can find all these really cool reference books and things like that can you tell everybody uh that's listening in uh where they can find more information or how they can purchase your books that can come autographed
2: yeah the best place to find me is um uh on uh twitter um or also instagram and facebook i'm most active on twitter um and the uh, the address for those three is uh, at author adam bray um and uh yeah you can uh order um pretty much any uh, any of my books uh directly for me i've got uh, star wars marvel um and lego um And uh, if you order them from me, you get them uh, autographed. And that's uh, the best way to support me, too, uh, is to uh, buy them directly from me. Um, So So, I really appreciate it when people do that.
1: So people can contact you on Twitter and say, hey, can I uh, purchase uh, XYZ books? And then you. Right. Yeah. Just
2: uh, just send me a message, uh, either a public message or a direct message on one of those platforms and um yeah I'll send you the details um and Excellent. Uh, it's real easy and I'll send them off to you in the mail. Expect a message from me tonight. <laughs> <laughs> awesome.
0: I just heard you say Lego. I didn't know you wrote Lego yeah. books. Yeah. I missed um, that
2: one. I've got two. Uh one is um Lego Star Wars uh what is it? Lego Star Wars Chronicles of the Force, and uh, that one comes with a little Lego minifigure. Um, gosh, what what is the name of the other one? Um, the other one is a young readers book, um, and for the life of me, I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> um, something about a battle, like last battle or final battle or something like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But I think uh, Chronicles of the Force is the, re- the really is the larger fun one with the minifigure included.
0: That does sound neat. I'm like, oh, I might need that.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I, I kind of had to have this one. Like, I kind of like had to wanted it. <laughs> so and I knew it was going to come in handy, you know, because, you know, I knew there was other reasons, not just because. Sure. <laughs> All right, um, and just uh, so everyone can find you again on Twitter as well as Instagram, um, Ro, Do you and have any and Facebook? Mm-hmm. I should follow you on Facebook. I'm I am an FB girl, but I I know not everybody is. So, Ro, did you have any final thoughts, questions?
1: No, a- Adam. Thank you very much for uh, making yourself available tonight on uh, a very special Star Wars podcast day, twenty twenty four. And um it's it's been a lot of fun obviously following you on on the Twitter uh the Twitterverse Twix. Twix. um call it Twix gladly.
0: until Twix well, you, comes you, after us <laughs> You call it Twix
1: I'm not calling it Twix
0: Twix Twitter <laughs> X Twix
1: But um again just Adam thank you so much for for uh for hanging out with us tonight it was great uh, everybody in the chat was wonderful um, we got, uh, we got some great people in there, uh, that follow both, uh, both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I encourage, uh, everyone to, uh, flood Adam's, uh, DMs tonight and, uh, pick up a couple of, uh, books.
0: Yeah. Uh, one Thank last you. question, Adam, yeah. uh, before we kind of wrap things up, do you have any upcoming projects that you're currently working on that you're able to tell us about?
2: Um, not really, uh, there's uh, uh, not that I can tell you about, um, but there are <laughs> right. there are books coming out uh, with my name in them this year. So just watch for those.
0: OK, excellent. So is it from one of the universes we've talked about tonight?
1: Yeah, she's narrowing it down. She's well, narrowing I'm it down.
0: broad So it doesn't you know, so we're good. We're good, you know. We don't know firing. which one. We just have to keep our eyes wide open. So, I, I will definitely will be looking. For those. Trust me, I I follow you. So I will be looking for those announcements. So I'm so excited. So thank you again so very much, Adam, for joining oh, us. You. I was very excited uh, that you said yes to coming on again, celebrating Star Wars podcast day with us. And um, it's just wonderful because again, on the fives for me was again, getting to know other red fibers and their book interests and other, our friends. And then, and then this is just a wonderful opportunity to get to know an author in another way and not just always about what they wrote but also like hey i actually like you know this or that and i i just really appreciate it so thank you so very much Um, for those who are just joining in or if you're coming in late uh we will be back on the fives on uh the 15th of february uh with a live stream reviewing uh air to the empire's uh trilogy volume two dark Force rising i am so excited that means in the next week we're going to be starting volume three because my first legacy book, and oh my heart, I'm loving it. <laughs> thank you, Timothy Zahn. I'm very happy for that. So, um, but I'm very excited. So, thank you everybody for joining us tonight. Thank you, Ro for being my my well my master, as uh, Isaac has now, or somebody said master apprentice, whoever that was. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, or the man behind the curtain, as I started calling you, but maybe master might work or podfather, because that's that usually works also.
1: I'll I'll answer to all. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Have I told you today? You're the best. (laughs) Um, And thank you to everybody in the, in, in the chat again. We have the best chat. Wonderful. It's been wonderful. So thank you so very much. And I cannot wait until I see everybody again on the fives. Thank you again.
1: Excellent. Talk Mm -hmm. to you guys later. And uh, just because this is kind of airing on uh, the scare channel as well uh i'm uh, dropping a, a a quick cuts episode tomorrow and it's our longest one our guests uh, had really a lot to say it's uh, our it's my first two-hour podcast uh who would have figured but uh, we're Ooh. dropping that and then on saturday i am teaming up with heidi from costume co we are going to be talking <gasps> awesome. about uh some of our favorite science fiction television costumes we've got battlestar galactica we have isis remember isis we've got buck rogers we've wonder. got uh, wonder woman i know so, uh come and uh, <laughs> join us uh, grab a red wine and uh chillax with uh the scare of scuttlebutt podcast um and uh yeah make sure to follow us all look for the rest of the red five team at bio.link slash red five we uh we usually have a lot of fun with these uh, and uh, because we have the best chat on the Twitter verse until next time, Adam, thank you so much. Nicole red five reading and me row with the scare of scuttlebutt podcast and the red five network. Talk to you guys later. And that's the scuttlebutt. <laughs>